I think one of the most important parts of narcissistic awareness is understanding that a narcissist is not just someone who's full of themselves or someone who thinks they're better than everyone. A narcissist is actually driven by something like shame or an idealized version of themselves, a mask if you will. They've convinced themselves and many people around them that there's someone they're just not. The thing is that the way the narcissist copes with all of these issues that they have, whether they're related to their own lack of self-esteem or something much bigger are very abusive coping techniques. Narcissists tend to abuse the people closest to them verbally, emotionally, and sometimes otherwise. How do you explain a narcissist? Oh, self-serving, self-focused, self-centered, very rude, gaslighting, inadequate, insecure, empathy-free, evil, manipulative, who, who doesn't love themselves or anyone else, fake, liar, cheater, who has no personality of their own with major mommy or daddy issues. We see this type of deep psychological abuse and many people in the cluster B spectrum. But in this case, today we're talking specifically about narcissists or people with narcissistic personality disorder. There are lots of different qualities and I'll link to some videos for you above and in the description below. If you're dealing with someone who shows a marked lack of empathy and who treats other people in their lives with that lack of empathy, especially people closest to them and even sometimes complete strangers, you might be dealing with a narcissist. While narcissists are capable of cognitive empathy, as in they can understand on an intellectual level how someone might feel in any given situation, they don't have emotional or compassionate empathy. So while for you, it is automatic to sort of get how someone feels, for the narcissist, it's not. They have to stop and think about it. And often, especially when they're trying to actively lie to you or pull the wool over your eyes in any way, or they're stressed or distressed in any way, they're not thinking about how you might feel. And because they underestimate you, they don't understand that your ability to read people, your knowledge of them personally, all combined with your own intelligence and your natural intuition, well, all of that's going to come together to tell you they're full of it. Narcissists are certainly selfish, but they also have a lot more under the hood than you think. For example, they tend to have a really distorted self-image. Their emotions can be very intense and incredibly unstable. Sometimes they're very vain. Sometimes they feel inadequate. They struggle with power and personal adequacy in general. But here's the thing. Most narcissists, in fact, every toxic narcissist, anyone, whether they have narcissistic personality disorder or they just have traits of a narcissist, the biggest and I think most defining and most unifying quality of all the different types of toxic narcissists is the marked lack of empathy and the sense of superiority and grandiosity, whether they're obvious about it or not. Because they lack empathy, narcissists are notably unable to concern themselves with other people's feelings. Their sense of self-importance gives them a really intense preoccupation with themselves and their own needs. And they tend to use other people in their lives, especially those closest to them, as sources of narcissistic supply. This can be a partner, this can be a, a child or a parent, or it could be a brother or a sister or a coworker, a friend. It doesn't really matter. It can be anyone close to them. They will use any and all of the people that are close to them as narcissistic supply. Well, narcissistic supply is essentially an emotional dumpster for the narcissist. They may agitate you into screaming at them or crying to them or being upset or scared or angry or whatever, and then throw that all back in your face and call you an abuser, just for one example. Narcissists are known for their blatant disrespect of other people, especially those closest to them. While they seem to have an extreme sense of self-worth, the truth is that underneath their mask, they secretly think they're inadequate 
most of the time. On the flip side of that, they tend to be easily irritated and very quick to anger. Here are a few more traits you might find in your average toxic narcissist. They have a big appetite for attention from other people. They need it like we need air and water. They have big jealous issues all the time. Extreme feelings of jealousy as well as causing jealousy in their partners sometimes. Major expectations of a certain kind of treatment, usually better than everyone else and usually above and beyond the laws of even the land they live in. They always want special treatment. They exaggerate stuff like their talents and their achievements and their importance and their money. They are so sensitive to criticism and they have this tendency to feel really rejected and hurt with even just the most tiny provocation. They have a really hard time maintaining good relationships. I know you're, you're, you're shocked. They often have grandiose fantasies about their own importance and wealth and popularity and etc. They are all about taking advantage of other people and they have no conscience when they do it. They believe that they are special and unique and should only associate with similar special unique people and again the uniting quality being that they lack empathy for other people and they act on that. Normal people act on empathy. We think to ourselves well what would I feel like if I were in that situation? Narcissists never do that. They don't ever do it because they think they're different and special. They think other people are beneath them, not as good as them, or that they're not even real people. One last interesting quality about narcissists is that they tend to think whatever they like, whatever they want, is the thing. It's the biggest, most important, special thing. So for example, if you're watching a movie with a narcissist and they told you beforehand, hey, this is my favorite movie, even if they didn't tell you sometimes, and you say, you know, I don't really like this movie very much, can we watch something else? You're in trouble. Same deal if they take you to a restaurant they love. And let's say you don't like what you got to eat. Suddenly you're in big trouble because you don't like the same things they like. They, you didn't like the restaurant or whatever. This is an example of how narcissists think they're so much more important and more exclusive and special than everyone else. All of these qualities lead them to abuse the people in their lives. Psychologically, mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically. They act like they hate you, but they swear they love you. They blame you for wanting the things they ask for. They have double standards, and the double standards are always them-sided, never you-sided. They expect you to pay attention to them, but they don't even give your own world a second thought. Think twice. What causes narcissism? Is it nurture or is it nature? Narcissistic personality disorder is one of just 10 personality disorders that are recognized by the American Psychiatric Association. Most of us are aware of what narcissistic personality disorder looks like, but if you're not, I'll leave a link for you in the description below. There are a few different little pieces of research I'm going to share with you today to give you kind of why I think what I think. It's a little combination of both. So start here. In 2013, there was a report in the Journal of Psychiatric Research that discussed a German study where they had looked further into the causes of narcissistic personality disorder. Now, I've talked about this before, but in that study, they figured out that the part of the brain that is associated with empathy and compassion, the cerebral cortex, was actually thinner in people who were known to have narcissistic personality disorder. So it would make sense that the narcissists would score higher on the scale because of course they have the lack of empathy which is one of the most notable characteristics and then of course the grandiosity and self-centeredness that are all part of that whole NPD issue. Now there was another study done in 2010 at the University of Southern California that found that the part of the brain that regulates things like self-directed and obsessed thinking with these individuals was shown to have a much higher activity level. 
in, in that part of the cerebral cortex. Of course, the environmental factor is also a big part of it, the nurture part. So those children who were brought up in situations where they were either excessively praised or excessively criticized or who had a big childhood tragedy growing up would kind of lend to becoming more narcissistic or higher on the NPD scale. Bottom line, what causes NPD is a combination of those specific conditions in the brain as well as how a child was brought up and how they were raised. Children who had happier, more stable childhoods who were not dealing with childhood tragedies and or excessive praise or criticism were less likely to become narcissistic, even if their brains looked like the brains of people who were diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder. This leads me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you been here? Have you experienced narcissistic abuse? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below, and let's talk about it, all right? That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life, and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Make sure you take a look at the links I'm leaving for you here and here, and hit that subscribe button if you want to learn more about narcissistic abuse and recovery. And check out the links I left for you in the cards above. I'll see you soon.